Today we are joined by Vikram Upadhyay, a serial entrepreneur and chief mentor and accelerator evangelist at Greenhouse Venture. Great to have you here today, Vikram. Hi, same here. So let's start with a little bit about you, Vikram. You've grown companies to ventures of over $250 million US. Uh, you had clients like NASA you had, and Google, and you had investors like Sequoia. So how does your current role and, uh, and Greenhouse Venture specifically fit into that story? Okay, so... So the journey started way back in 2004 when I was living in Tokyo. And uh, I'm a bas- basically a graduate from UC of Tokyo in computer science. Uh, my thoughts were around entrepreneurial skills, uh, innovation, and uh, differentiator in a tough market like Japan in 2004. I was working very closely with the uh, telecom players. So I thought, let me explore the ideas we back in India. And I was visiting India at that time quite frequently. I met one really enterprising entrepreneur from IIT, Gohati, uh, Jaspreet Singh. And he came with a thought like, I want to disrupt the market by creating Made in India Veritas. And we really liked the concept and the product was quite promising. So we invested in them at the very early stage, seed stage as an angel. And this company is like, uh, they have done series A, B, C, D, and it's counting. And uh, they have a global footprint, more than 3,000 clients globally, uh, clients like NASA. And uh, they are touching the, the market cap of a billion dollar. Uh, and they are still growing. And they're planning to go for IPO. So that was the first experience with the Indian startup way back in 2007. So it took me two, three years to plan that how sh- I should build my exposure with the Indian startups from 2004 to 2007. That was the starting part of my journey. And now I'm running an accelerator called GHP Accelerator after coming back from Japan uh, in 2011. And this accelerator is focused for the very early stage seed level with the startups where the proof of concept is in place. Uh, That's how we are looking at it. And it's just two years for us to be in this space. How does your previous experience with with working at this company and just building it from the ground up yourself, being in the trenches yourself, how does that play that experience play into your current role as an investor, which which one would argue is a is a completely different role? Right. So as I told you that I was the angel investor. Uh, so angels generally they put a small check and a lot of sweat. So I I mentored the entrepreneurs at the technology side of it, and uh, that experience was quite. Uh, good for us, for the entrepreneur, for me, and for other angels. And this experience included three, four things all together for six to eight months initially. And that was around GTM, go-to-market strategy. We're a bootstrap startup trying to build a vision and prove in parallel to the Veritas in those early days. And how to get the first customer and how to get the first repeat order. Those were the challenges they were having and then how the technology will overcome these challenges. That's where we were mentoring them and uh, they were able to prove it based on the inputs we gave them. And using the capital we injected in the right manner and as outcome in just 12 months, if I remember correctly, Sequoia came in with Series A and exactly after 13 months from Sequoia, Nexus came in along with Sequoia. So 
while having these great stories around the Dhruva, the Dhruva was the name of the startup and uh, I'm still invested in that. So it gave us a lot of experience about the early challenges for the startups at a very uh, nascent stage, how to build a product, building a go-to-market strategy, using the right resources. Uh, the concepts of like the investor money should not be treated as OPM. It's in my terminology, OPM is other people's money. Rather, it should be used for building a product, building a team, uh, not building a, a discounted based customer base. So those were the learnings, takeaways for us when we invested in Dhruva. And Dhruva was one initial, there were many more we invested at the early stage. Uh, as an individual, I invested since 2007. So these experiences really helped us to conceptualize an uh, area where uh, Indian market could be tapped. And hence I came back from Tokyo in 2011, where I identified 99% incubated startups in India were non-fundable. And the prime reason for them not getting funding uh, were around four parameters. Excellent team, that's the T. The strong execution capability of the team, that's the E. And building a scalable business model using technology, the S and T, made test as our investment thesis to this GHP accelerator. So these experiences really helped us, is still helping us. We are learning every day. And the most important thing is we are unlearning a lot of things every day in this ecosystem. So let's, let's talk a bit about your, your investment strategy then. Um, so TEST, uh, proof of concept. What does, that, what, does, what does that exactly mean? And what makes a, a good company for, for, for your greenhouse ventures portfolio? Um, so you talked a bit through that T, that E, that S, and T, and then, then yeah, P, uh, POC. But like having a good winning team, what, what does that mean specifically, for instance? Okay. So I'll take a step back and explain you about the full form of GHP Accelerator. It stands for Greenhouse Venture. So it's a concept on a greenhouse where we provide greenhouse effects to the ventures where the right required resources are provided. Irrelevant ones are not there in that ecosystem. What are those resources? Those resources for the early stage startups, the seed stage, immediately after the family and friends round, we call it a post-incubation. They need right set of skills in terms of building a product, which we expect the entrepreneurs to come with those skills. Now, at the early stage, what we can look at is the team, the capability of the team to build a product using their skills rather than hiring very expensive resources. They can code or build a business model and test it. That's the way we look at it. Now, this team is not relevant for a venture if they don't have an execution capability relevant to the business. So let's say there's a guy who worked for 15 odd years in healthcare as a data scientist. Now he's thinking, let me launch a venture in the uh, hyperlocal space. So there's no piece he's bringing on board which he can use it while executing the venture. So we look at the execution capability with the venture through the team. So that's the E part of it. Now, in a very competitive environment, one has to be scalable, highly scalable in a country like India, where we all talk about 
a population of 1.2 billion uh, with a big geography, large number of smartphones, consumer bases there. Now this scalability in a country like India for a startup can only be achieved using technology. Hence this S and T comes in and we call this as test as a terminology for the investment thesis. Now, since we are coming and positioned post incubation, we prefer and make sure that they have some proof of concept in place, POC. Now, what is this POC? So if someone has created a product saying he can make it big, so we look for a proof of concept in terms of the customer acquisition and the repeat order. Basically, we try to judge the engagement experience of the customer and what is the loyalty factor he's bringing in as a customer while using the product. So that's how we define as test POC and that's our investment thesis. So those who don't recognize themselves in that formula, if those uh, startups that are pitching to you as an accelerator in to be incubated and they don't fall in this criteria, do you still consider such startups? And if you do, how do you go about it? Those who are not fitting in this criteria, then definitely either they are eligible for pre-situation, uh, pre-stage, that's incubation stage. So we recommend them to some incubators to get themselves incubated, achieve these parameters of test POC. Those who are overgrown, they go in the category of institutional investment post accelerator. So they don't need the acceleration, they need the capital, growth capital. So we connect them with uh, VCs in the market. So jumping on that, Fikram, um, when you try to recognize like what is a good investment opportunity for yourself. Um, There's so many factors here, and I'm sure that 99% of them don't have a 100% match with each of the criteria in, in, your, in your reference framework. How do you decide then on, on, on going for an opportunity? Is that a scientific-based approach uh, method where you have three of the four categories matched or uh, three of the five categories matched? Or is it more a bit of an arts form where you have a bit of a deliberation internally with, with the rest of the team and you feel that there's a match and you see a team where there's long-term opportunity there? How, how do you go about that exactly? Right. So test POC is a framework. Definitely for each parameter, we have various weightage and various subcategories. In a team, we look at around six point, points one has to achieve. So definitely to your question, the, we look for uh, them to pass and uh, achieve all the parameters to a certain level. And we give weightage based on the business models or the space they are trying to venture in. So we can't have, okay, test POC, they are missing POC, we, they pass test, so we pick them up. No, so we, they have to pass complete test POC. It may be like 80% for test uh, team, but uh, 60% for the technology part of it. So we have a complete matrix, which is driven by the Excel and the, the, the parameters are filling, the points are being given against that. There's a scorecard, I can call it. So can you share a secret question you use to evaluate your startups? The first $1,000, where will you spend after you get investment from us? That's one very, I'm serious. Like most of the entrepreneurs in India, they say we will buy the laptops and uh, we'll go for the office. <laughs> so okay. is, is that an Im- immediate pass then or, or do you still continue asking questions after? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we do ask several questions. Is it the attitude or the aptitude you like to consider when you are building a team post-investment? So we definitely uh, focus on the 
aptitude versus attitude side of it. If they have to choose a good team and they have an option to choose either aptitude or aptitude, which one they'll go for it. Then next 100 days plan, first 100 days plan is something we definitely uh, ask for. And that's make or break for them actually. Uh, most of them we have seen, they have been spending a lot on the marketing without building uh, a right strategy. They give very minimal uh, percentage for the, the GTM or the strategies for, for the complete 10 to 12 months program they like to execute. Similarly, in terms of product, uh, we ask them the SORT analysis and these entrepreneurs, most of them, they are so passionate about their own idea, their own product, which they are yet to complete or accomplish. They cannot find the strengths and weaknesses of the competitors or potential competitors in the market. When we look at the their capability to do the market research, secondary or primary, based on the situation. So these are the very minute observations we do, which can call it a kind of our secret sauce. And uh, another thing which we try to evaluate is in tough days, how they're going to survive, what are running short of their runway, what's the plan B for them. So these are the methods which we have been using at backend. Uh, test purely a framework, which is powered by a lot of heavy lifting we do before we onboard someone. So one of the portfolios, MyTaxi India, were one of the initial ones we invested in them. They were running the business on Excel all over the country and technology was not there with them. But they were knowing the domain expertise. They were knowing how to make a business profitable. And they were doing this business before we came in for almost three to four years. And they never borrowed a single penny from anyone. We, re we realized that they, they are missing the technology part of it and they are missing one component in the team. So we helped to get the right team so Mohit was the one who joined later, who was bringing the the one component of the domain expertise was the venture corporate. And the technology, they were not sure about it. We, we gave them a right mentoring. This is before prior to onboarding or investing from our side. What we were checking was about their capability, how mentorable they are, how fast they can move while doing business and uh, the points trying to prove it in the time frame with the available resources. I think th th those were where they got a lot of uh, extra points from us and hence we selected them. Even they were not able to achieve 60% of the complete test POC parameters. One question related to that. How important is being cash flow positive? See, at the end of the day, what is a venture? It's not a project in a big university funded by government money. Venture is a company. And if it is a company, then there is a balance sheet. So coming back to your question, how important is a cash flow? I think how important is a cash flow positive is there for the balance sheet? Same goes for the venture. So faster they'll achieve a cash flow positive state for their venture, good for the balance sheet. Definitely in the first few quarters, if it is not there, cash flow positive, it's acceptable if other parameters are in place, like product coming up pretty strong. So in case of Durva, it took almost a year and a half to build the first uh, beta product to be tested and used by the customers. So cash flow positive, 
situation. I think it's very relative. But if it is a, a model for a venture that cash flow positive state should be the secondary, then I think one has to seriously look in, into that. In a present scenario in India, especially in 2016, with the start of 2016, the market is tough. So one has to know how to build a business, how to get a paid customer without a discount. Those who are able to prove it, those who are able to execute it, I think they can make company cash flow positive any day then. And that's what we emphasize now other than the product innovation. So let's talk about the failure and not being able to execute. In the startups you have seen passing by, what are the most common reasons for startups to fail? There are multiple scenarios, but I'd like to touch only the top three which I've been experiencing in the Indian ecosystem. The first honor is basically, I'm, I'm categorizing this basically for those who have been failing or failed in the past. Most of them, they start their venture assuming that there will be an investor who will give a runway to experiment. Whereas an investor comes for the growth. The second challenge, which is quite common, uh, one of the reasons, the team is falling apart. After a certain stage, when the startup starts performing, there's a lot of differences coming between the co-founders. It's like a relationship. The relationship. It's maybe the expectation has been set wrong in the beginning, which was mutually agreed, not uh, signed off on piece of paper. Yep, happens. And the third thing, which is not in our hands, in anyone's hand, is basically the negative sentiments about the ecosystem at times. For example, Hyperlocal is something, a big market for this country. But the things are so negative. Investors, though they like the model, they are holding it back. They're not investing, knowing that the, the venture is really good because the, the, the sentiments are negative in the market. So these are the three parameters which the startups are failing or will fail in future in India. Thank you, Vikram. It was great having you on Growth Kung Fu. Where can our listeners find more about you and Greenhouse Ventures online? So you can find us on our website called ghvaccelerator.com. It's one word. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and even on LinkedIn. Where we are a little lazy is Instagram and Snapchat. <laughs> Great. So you can find more from us at growthkungfu.com. Thank you for listening and speak to you soon.